grab a six or a cold ones, and whatever else trips your trigger, we're about to embark on a dynasty road trip. That's right, we'll tool around the back roads of fantasy football land, taking in the sights of 10 and 12-man dynasty leagues. But leave your keys at home, because here's your drivers, Ron and Jonah. Last time on the Dynasty Road Trip Podcast. I'm interested in Chase Claypool. As a bear, I'm willing to take a gamble. Will they be able to overcome roster construction to get a deal done? Will an audibly intoxicated Ron get fleeced? You're about to find out on Dynasty Road Trip. Okay, so let, let's let's talk about um, the trade proposal I've sent to you. Let's 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 first go down the nasty and let's let's say where we are. The nasty, a ten-man half PPR dynasty featuring practice squad, founded by Ron and Jonah in 2011. I'm sitting in second place. Uh, I have a record of five and three. Um, first first place is six and two. There are one, two, three, four teams at five and three. One, two, three, or uh, two teams at four and four, one team at three and five, and then you sit at two and six in ninth place. Yes. I am looking to, I happen to be lucky and have a bevy of running backs. It's just rolled my way this year that I am deep there. Um, I am looking to uh, see if I cannot get some more wide receiver depth. So, um, I have an oppor- I had an opportunity to get AJ Brown. Wow. The, ask- the asking price is astronomical. So I've been looking and looking for probably the last three or four weeks for a player that I am interested, but not giving up all of my either a hurting my current roster. That doesn't make any sense. I used to be really good at that. Used to be really good at like being like I'm pretty close to winning. Let's blow it up and make it better. Um, but also not willing to like you know not win this year and then mortgage the next three years of my draft. So the offer that I had on the table was for AJ Brown. It was giving up next year's first, a 2024 first, and a 2024 second. Um, mm-hmm. It's a top ten wide receiver. You know what you're getting. I, I cannot do that. I cannot bring myself to give up that much for a guy that could is like one wrong turn away from blow. Every player is don't get me wrong, but blows out his ACL and I don't win the championship this year. And it takes me three years to get back to being competitive. So I shy away from those kinds of deals. Um, what, what do you think about that? Would you do a deal like that if you were in my shoes? I was looking at it from the perspective of being in my shoes because, as you pointed out, you are very uh, slim at picks. Where, mm-hmm. as I have a full complement, and even me having my full slate of picks for the next two years, I don't think I could give that up for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, lot. it's too. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's not an unfair ask, but yeah, I, I don't think I could do it. Yeah, I. Uh, so, let me give you uh, an example here of I did a big trade this off season with um, why, why I'm low on picks. I did a uh, Christian McCaffrey move this year. Ah. Okay, and I gave up a. I gave up Michael Pittman, a first and a second, for Christian McCaffrey 
and a future second. So basically, I gave up. Uh, basically, I gave up a first round pick and Michael Pittman for Christian McCaffrey in this offseason. Um, okay, <clears throat> which felt like a lot at that point. Now you're talking about giving, adding a whole other first to that mix and not getting anything back. It was just too scary. Right. So, uh, so I sent you the message of saying, "Hey, um, I'm interested in Chase Claypool as a bear. I'm willing to take a gamble." Um, and I have four running backs um, that I would put on, uh, involve in a trade in some way, shape, or form. And I sent to you that uh, Miles Sanders, Tony Pollard, Khalil Herbert, or Donta Foreman would be four running backs that I'd be willing to talk in a trade. Um, I also put out a caveat out there that I had – I had two trades um, or two players that were offered to me in a deal for one of those running backs. um, And I was going to wait until we had our show tonight and podcast to make a decision. So uh, I feel like it's in fairness to you on this, uh, having a live negotiation thing, I should tell you what, what that looks like for me and that I have not accepted that trade. And I think I would need it to be a little bit richer for me to accept it, but um, okay. I have Khalil Herbert um, for Romeo Dobbs or Christian Kirk out there for me. Okay. I have tried to get T. Higgins from him several times, and he's he's not going to move him. So I kind of let it stay out there, and this is kind of what's hanging out there right now, and I'm not. Uh, he's not even going to move him now with the uh, price break? Mm, uh, Higgins? Yeah. No. No, I don't think Higgins is movable. I'm not willing to give up much more than that for like Khalil Herbert is a guy I really like. He owns a Montgomery, so it's a trade that makes sense, but um I'm not I'm not I'm not a huge Romeo Dobbs guy quite yet. I'm not I'm not willing to give up a twenty four year old top twenty running back for yeah. Romeo Dobbs. I'm just no. not I like like his his upside to me is tied to Aaron Rodgers liking him. Uh, it's not tied to his um, his ability, if that makes sense. True. That's like, uh, that's basically the same boat Watson's in. I mean, every Green Bay right. Packer, it's it's like, oh, if Rodgers is your buddy, he's just going to feed you the ball. Right. And I and I hear the I hear the echoes of like Devonte Adams dropped a lot of passes first year too, and I was like, yes. And then Devonte Adams went on and had nine years of Aaron Rodgers at his prime, not right the unknown that next year becomes. So you've had some time to mill this over. Tell me your thoughts on said four players, or your thought process on where you're at with this. Ron's objective is to acquire value and build for the future, while simultaneously not throwing in the towel on this season. Well. I honestly, I do like all of those players um, for one reason or another at one price or another. But now I started looking through my roster and uh, man, have you seen what my bench looks like? I am loaded with uh, rookie running backs that are uh, bad. Wow. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you're sitting on let, let's let's go on the roster. I mean, you've oh, got this is bad. 
Yeah, I'm sorry to dissect this, but I know I know there's other people out there that need to hear this because this is looking for a guy to make it all better. And you just have to do this. Like you have to do this when you're in the spot you're in because let, let, let's go first to where you start on the year. You, well, the big problem with running backs in a dynasty is the only way to consistently get one is to be terrible. So right. If I mean, you, yeah, you can hit the rare guy, uh, a Pierce, a little bit further down, but he was still going in first rounds in dynasties. So it's uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, without being terrible to rebuild running backs, you just got to take a whole bunch of swings. Yep, yep, or or you got to do deals. That's really the only way you rebuild it. Um, so, I mean, let's go down your roster because you looked really great going into the season. And, and I think it's fair for people to be like, you, you're much better than your record. This hasn't rolled your way. You've got Justin Herbert, who hurt his ribs and has been down this year. You got Jonathan Taylor, who's been hurt and, quite frankly, is kind of a uh, weird amoeba this year. Amoeba? Yeah. <laughs> Did I just make up a word? He's a, he's not an amoeba. He's an amoeba. Amoeba. Um, and then you had uh, your other running back was uh, Javonta Williams, who, like, yes. at one time you were like, I got Taylor and Williams and Herbert. And then like, your right, wife. That's enough right there. Right. And then your wide receivers, you had Metcalf, uh, Debo Samuel. And um, third wide receiver was going to be Allen Robinson or Adam Thielen, which right. both looks like legit. Well, both those guys have have started to drop off. Um, Metcalf got Geno Smith, and even though um, Geno Smith's done fine, it's definitely took Metcalf down a little bit from Russell Wilson. Right, he still exceeded what I thought yep. I was going to get out of him this year, but it's yeah, it's still been a little bit of a hit. Uh, Debo is just is doing Debo <clears throat> things. But but you've talked in this too, like the guys I named off, like uh, there's no point in you and I talking about doing a deal that involves Herbert or right. Taylor or Metcalf or Debo or Javonta Williams because you are – or George Pickens or James Cook. Those are other guys you own, right? Because this is – these are the guys that you are going to build around for the years to come. Right. So – but your bench is um, running Just back. God awful. Is it okay if I say this? Oh my God. Yeah. You, yeah. If yeah. it feels, when you edit this, if it feels too bad, you can cut it out. It's it's going to feel bad. It's it's bad. And now, Dynasty Road Trip presents a high octane natural fuel trip through one of the most disgustingly poorly constructed benches in recent memory. Take it away, fellas. You've got Ronald Jones, I do, um, which which I admire that you've held on to him for so long. <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> I've been able to stash him on IR when they fucking coach's decision do not play him. You, you've got uh, Dion Jackson, who kind of as a Taylor owner, you've had to hold on to, so you at least get some value out of the Colts' backfield. Right. He was effective in the games Taylor was down, which is almost. Uh, more bothersome, honestly. <laughs> yeah, you've got uh, Caleb Huntley, um, who's splitting carries with Tyler Algier. Um, and we talked earlier today. You know that he's at the height of his value right now because um, right. Cordell Patterson's about to come back. Yeah, and they're going to lose the bulk of those touches. You've got um, 
Hassan Haskins, who is a, a guy that I actually owned at one point too, assuming that if Derrick Henry went down, he would be have some value. Um, you've got Snoop Connor, which um, we'll just move on from that. Um, <laughs> I like the name Snoop. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Yeah. And you've got a guy that that I definitely uh, in the dynasty can can see the reason we've got him on here. You've got Keontae Ingram. Terrible bench running backs in theaters this summer. But all that being said, that my my friend is a cornucopia of shit. It is. It <laughs> really is. It's a. Uh, it's it's like all surprisingly of all these guys you have like you would think law of averages one of them would be a starting running back based off injuries at this point no well shit it's taken huntley an injury to get uh, a 50 50 split with algier yeah who's been ineffective and haskins is only worth anything with an injury because we know (laughs) henry's taking every last touch he is he this is crazy uh, I actually own actually on this roster. I owned Haskins to start the year. I had him the whole. Yeah, I right. grabbed him uh, post draft and was like, "Hey, I, I have Henry. I need to have this." Um, and then I, uh, I just one week just didn't have room for it. Um, yeah, I was like, "I got to go out and get Snoop Connor. Got to make room for him." Um, okay, so that being said, where where do you stand on on a deal for Claypool? God, I'm not opposed to moving him, but now that I look at it, um, <clears throat> wow. I mean, I guess I'm still getting Debo back at some point, so maybe I'm not as thin as I think, but Robinson and Thielen have gone through by. Metcalf still has a buy. And then I've got Devontae Parker. <laughs> well, uh, you know, the guy... The guy that I'm looking at for you next year is that you have George Pickens too, right? And I got to Yeah, I have to look into my. Uh, yeah, yeah, that definitely helps there with Claypool being out of the equation. Yep. So if I if I look at what you're looking at next year, you're looking at Herbert and Taylor, um, maybe Javante Williams by middle of the season. Uh, he. ACL tear, you're probably looking ACL tear during the season. You're probably looking at like week three, week four right now for him to come back. Yeah, probably best case. Um, Metcalf will be solid. Um, but yeah, you uh, you will have George Pickens as your wide receiver. But um, yeah, you're kind of thin in both places. Debo, Metcalf, Pickens, Taylor, Herbert. Um, who's your who's a young tight end for, uh, you have Dawson Knox you have Hunter Bryant you've got uh Jelani Woods from the Colts yeah I'm probably gonna have to cut Bryant here to get a get a defense in yeah um yeah wow. and then honestly you're probably going to cut your entire running backfield in the offseason right basically every one of those guys as a rookie or quote young player their window of having the magical potential dust on them is this year. Mm -hmm. Once they don't do anything this year, next year's crop completely takes the rest of their value out. Yeah. (laughs) They're all cuts. Yep. I, I agree. Um, so you're going to be picking high next year. 
True. Theory on this for me, um, if I'm not picking one overall, I'm usually going to take the top wide receiver. There's usually like, it doesn't feel like every year there's some clear cut number one running back and then your best guess, but there's always a number one running back and a number one wide receiver. And then after that, it's kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, that's the way it feels. You know, that's the other gamble for you. If you end up picking number one overall, you'll get a top running back. If you don't, you'll get a top right. wide receiver. Well, shit, I'll be in a spot where I almost have to go wide. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, I was going to go all in on Cook this year. And then, honestly, I think if Watson would have been there, I probably would have done that this year. You know what? We forgot to talk about this. We forgot a big deal. Naeem oh. Himes went to Buffalo. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, which is surprising. Because they then move Zach Moss. Yep. yep. <laughs> you got a guy who catches the ball, which is what you were going to have Cook do? Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think it's going to take for me to move for you to give up Claypool? Oh, I don't know, because I'm looking at the wide receiver wire and looking at who I'd have to plug in there. Oh, I guess that's my flex. I could plug in Devontae Parker. He's questionable. Oh, that feels gross. Well, I would be sending you a guy for your flex in this deal. Oh, that's true. Uh, so basically, yeah. I'd be moving Michael Carter to my flex. And yeah. uh, <sighs> fair, fair. Yeah. yeah, you would. You're looking right now. You have Claypool in as your flex spot. Um Right. If you go into this week, you've got Herbert, Taylor, Carter, Metcalf, Phelan, Robinson, Ertz, and Claypool. Uh, if we do a deal, you would be replacing Claypool with said uh, player that you got. But then having that running back in-house allows me to trim some of this garbage um, in my running back cornucopia of shit on my bench. Like, I could potentially be cutting three of these guys <laughs> and, after the trade. And you could start to look at the wide receivers and just start to do the same thing. Just start throwing darts to see if something sticks. That's, yeah, that's basically what I'd be doing. So as checking the wire. It's not um, not real thrilling, but um, there's some shit to work with there. Some shit to work um, with. So... Uh, you know, of those of those running backs, let me rank those running backs for you. Okay. For my value perspective. Sure. Um, so I'll go, for me, like the one that has the highest value of those four guys, it probably goes Tony Pollard, number one, Khalil Herbert, number two, Miles Sanders, number three, and Foreman, number four. How would you rank those four? That's about where I was having them as well. Because I was actually going to bring up to you that I have an offer in a 12-man. Someone sent me an offer for Foreman. And I was, I, I, I don't know, I'm sitting, I was sitting on it until I talked to you because I don't know what to do. I don't know how to value him. I don't think the offer I got was quite enough. Yeah, tell me what you got. Wait a minute. A trade within a trade? Dynasty Road Trip's about to get all Inception. Oh, it was DJ Chark. And a second rounder. For Dr. Foreman. You would get Shark in a second rounder? I would. Where's this person's record sit? Okay, so we're looking at a fifth place team where I am in 12th. (laughs) Oh. So they're fifth. So you're basically going to get a 
middle to end of the second round pick and so DJ like Shark. Eighteen to twenty. And how do you and how how do you sit at the running back position going into next year? Well, in this league, I've got Montgomery, Foreman, we've got Clyde. Uh, there's that Huntley and Haskins and Cook again, just like in the nasty. Oh, and Ingram. Oh, and I have Javante coming back. Okay. Uh, Javante, Clyde, Montgomery, Foreman. I guess I'm not hurting. Um, the thing with me was I was looking to just flip Foreman because I was kind of looking at him as a one-year guy. Then I realized he's 26. He's right in the prime. Um so, yeah, he's got potential to play more than this yeah. year, but I just don't know. We discussed it earlier. Teams don't have a problem taking another swing at another running back when they don't have a lot of money invested in a guy. So it's it's one of those, do they turn around at the top of the second next year and replace him? I'm just not sure where his value is long-term. Um, yeah, he, he's a conundrum. I really like him a lot. Um, you know, he is, he tore his Achilles uh, as in his like second season with Houston. Um, he, last year he played in Tennessee. He was Derrick Henry's backup. Um, came in later in the season. They signed him. He clearly, he just got three touchdowns and he's had two 100 yard games in a row. Carolina just shipped out Christian McCaffrey because they overpaid a running back. Right. I, I do not see that being a franchise that doesn't try to hold on to Foreman next year and play him for another year or two. Um, also, that being said, because of his injury, he doesn't have a lot of wear. You know, this this is a guy who has – he has not had a lot of wear on his body for being 26 in the NFL, and that's still – like you said, he's still got three good years. So – I'm actually a big Foreman fan. Uh, I can't see if he doesn't continue to produce like he's doing. I don't see how he's not a starting running back somewhere next year. Also in that trade, like like for me, I, d- I don't like DJ Shark at all. I don't either. That's I'm looking at doing a counter here. Yeah, like, like if you can get something else besides DJ Shark in a second-round pick, because you're, it sounds like you're kind of out of it in that league. I would go for it, but I would not do it for that. I and I a- am thin at wide receiver as well, but yeah, I agree. That's I've got no interest in Chark. It looks like uh, Cups obviously out of the question. Romeo Dobbs we covered. Cooks we touched on. Ayuk and Duvernay. So mm-hmm. I, I guess I would be most inclined to take Ayuk. Okay. Um. um Ayuk in a two for Foreman. Does that sound? Um, Ayuk in a two for Foreman. Yeah, I, I, that you know you might catch a guy who really how how is he saying at wide receiver? Um, well, I said Keenan Allen, Cup, Dobbs, Cooks, Chark, Ayuk, and Duvernay. So starting I would th- three. I would- I would start with that, and I would think if you could end up pulling off that deal where you just got Foreman for Ayuk straight up, then you'd probably win. Um, well, let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you in that scenario, who who do you like more in uh, a league? Do you like Ayuk or Claypool more? 
I'm not going to offer you Foreman for Claypool straight up, but I'm just, I'm just asking like from that standpoint. Well, if, it's funny. I actually have Claypool in that league as well. So, yeah. um, I guess God, I'd probably be starting them both. If I was yeah. forced to pick it would, yeah, it would be matchup based. So I guess yeah. I feel like they're pretty close. So I would say, I would say if you can get, Ayuk and anything else for Foreman, you win a trade. That's probably true. What's Ayuk like? 24, 25? 24. Yeah. Yeah. And he's probably, he would probably surprise you at where he sits for the year. Yeah. I'm sure he's had a pretty he's be- solid be- year. Better than what you'd expect. Um, All right. I sent that offer. Yeah. that That's a solid move. So many I- moving parts. Yeah. Ayuk sits. Um, Right above Terry McLaurin on the year right now. Wow. Okay. So he's like, he's kind of at the Deontay Johnson, Jerry Judy level right now. Sure. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I would go. You, did you go Ayuka in a two? I did. We'll see yeah. what happens with that. I, I guess I don't really anticipate that being accepted, but. Um,. All right, well, we'll shoot your shot here. What would it take for Claypool? Uh, well, like you said, I'd be getting somebody else to put in that flex. Um, I don't know. You said you got Foreman at the bottom of that list, huh? Yep. I buy into Foreman. I mean, I guess it's... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess they're both question marks, so that's... Well, it's Claypool twenty four. I would, um, I would do this. I know, I know it's, I know it's not sexy, and I know it's like one of those things that, like, I just did this, but to give you something, I, I would put Kenny Galladay in that deal. Mm, I don't know if I. Do you want the roster spot for him? Right, exactly. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna tear this thing down which that's my other problem i'm if i'm rebuilding a 24 year old wide receiver isn't the worst thing to have Uh, yeah that's tough well if uh let's see really the, the the youngest player i have is herbert right uh how do you feel about him He's all right, but he's really in a backup role right now. I mean, he's still getting his, but kind but then, of. But then, he right? Is, he's then not, I've got a guy that I'm iffy on starting. Well, you shouldn't be. I, let, let me give you his. Let me give you why I'm hesitant to give him up. I will say he's long term. He's the hardest for me to give up. I'll say that. Okay. Uh, and let me kind of tell you why. Because um, Herbert is the 14th overall running back uh, in standard and the 20th overall running back in PPR. Okay. He's number 20. And um, he has had his last two games with Montgomery starting. He's gone against good defenses and scored 16 and 15 points respectively. Oh, and he had a game uh, against Houston mind it, but where Montgomery is out and he scored 30 points. Yeah. So he's had one bad he's had one game on the year uh where he had one bad game it was against Minnesota. Um outside of that 
I mean, like, I, I, I'm not trying to talk into Khalil. I'm just telling you that is the guy when I look at statistically, I'm like, that's pretty that's surprising. Right. So, so let's look at these guys. Pollard's 25. Wow. Herbert, Herbert is 24. Foreman is 26. And Sanders is 25. Okay. Mm. Um, oh, right in that sweet spot. Sanders is the 18th overall running back on the year. Foreman right now is the 44th, but he's only started for two games. Uh, his two games he started, he scored 16 and 32 points. Hmm. Um, and um, Pollard, I mean, we don't need to talk about Pollard. We know where Pollard is. He's the 17th overall. We saw what he did when he's the starter, but he's not the right. starter. And uh, Herbert is, we already talked about him. So really, on on the season, three of these guys are top 20 backs right now. Um, your oldest your oldest guy is uh, Foreman by uh, about, looks like about three months on Tony Pollard. Okay. All right, so you've got um, Foreman listed as the lowest of those four, and you've got Pollard at the highest. So let's set a rough bar. Um, essentially how much extra would have to be thrown in to get from uh, Claypool to Pollard? Claypool to Pollard. I thought that might be the question. I'm going to look at... So here's the spot with that. You know, I'd have to get... I'd have to be feeling like there was a player coming my way or a draft pick coming my way. Right. Well, I think... Is it is there even anybody on the list that you go straight up for? I guess for, is where I should have started for uh, Claypool. For Claypool, yeah, um, Foreman. Foreman and straight up, okay. Foreman straight up, and I it, it's I, I would have a hard time giving up the other three backs without getting a little bit of something, but I wouldn't need much. Right. And and I'd be willing to give up Foreman and a little bit of something for Claypool. Okay. I'd be willing to give up Foreman and a future third for Claypool. Okay. Um, just, and it would have, it's not next year's draft. It's the year after. Right. It'd be the year after, which yeah, wouldn't be a problem. Um, I'd, I'd be willing to, okay, here, here's my best offer. I could give you if it included Foreman. I'd give you Foreman and a 2024 second if you gave me Claypool and a 2024 third. Hmm. Wow. That's that is interesting. I do like that. You move up. You move up around, so you're rebuilding, right? I mean, you're not you're rebuilding, but you're not destroying anything. You're losing Claypool. You're getting a running back who's got two three years guaranteed left on him. Um, and you're moving up a whole round in, in the draft in 2024. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not really costing me any uh, any overhead. And um, I would also throw in Kenny Galladay just so you had a wide receiver um, that why not? Yeah, because at that stage, if I'm getting a running back, I can really trim that cornucopia down. So mm-hmm. um, Galladay still in New York? Galladay's still in New York. He I do is got Daniel Jones. He's 29 years old. He's six. Uh, he's six four. I do like that. And um, 
they only have Darius Slayton and they trade away Kadarius Tony. They do have Wandell Robinson, but he is the red zone target. Uh, the only guy who is catching touchdowns uh, consistently in New York is Daniel Bellinger, the rookie tight end, and he broke his face. Right. So um, he will be returning. Uh, looks like probably week 10 against Houston. Really? Okay. Yep. So they have a buy in week nine. And then um, it says he could return. Uh, the Giants dealt Tony. Uh, I'll give you the, the last Roto Wire update on him. The Giants dealt Kadarius Tony to the Chiefs last week and didn't acquire any wide receivers ahead of Tuesday's trade deadline, perhaps opening the door, a nudge for Galladay to get involved in the offense. So they have to use Darius Slayton, Marcus Johnson, and Wandell Robinson in his stead. So he has to beat out one of those three guys. Um, to be probably, I mean, honestly, he's the red zone target there. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. He's 29 years old. He's right. probably got two years left in the tank. But if he actually comes back healthy, um, you could, you could potentially be starting um, him in spots next year. If I had anyone else out here that interested you, I'd throw him your way. Um, but then we get into a, a case of like, I'm going to need something back. Right. Matching that guy. value. And, right. right. So like I have Nico Collins, who's like, is kind of, he's just a younger Kenny Galladay right now. He's not a guy <laughs> that, you know, like I, I have the rights to, I mean, y- you, you want to make this real, you know, how do you feel about, uh, I don't know if I want to even enter that world. I don't know if I want to enter that world. I don't. I have Kenny Pickett. But, oh, uh, yeah. I don't know if I don't think we need to make it that rich. <laughs> right then, we'll start getting we'll start right. getting Randy level convoluted. Yeah. So let let me throw that out there. Then I will give you um, I'll give you Donta Foreman a twenty twenty four second, and Kenny Galladay for Chase Claypool and a twenty twenty four third. Here, so I'd have. DK, Debo, I'd be Thielen or Robinson in that third spot. Oh, yeah, and I keep forgetting about Pickens. Yeah. I think he's going to be a stud, so I'll probably be bringing him up. Shit, probably just bring him up this year then. Mm -hmm. So really, that whole thing's going to facilitate clearing room for me to bring up Pickens. Bring up Pickens. Uh, you got a defense on by, um, and it gives you, um, yeah, I mean, like two next, not next year's draft, but the year after that, you're like, oh, sweet, I got two seconds. Right. Because Foreman, he just keeps striking me as a guy that you want for the one year run down the stretch here. But I, I got to keep telling myself he's 26. It's, mm-hmm. it's not as old as I'm thinking. He does. Yeah hold some value down the road. Yep. Which then makes me wonder, yeah, that Ayuk trade, do I even bother trying? I guess I'm thin at wide there. So Yeah, you sounded thin at wide. You are not. So, you know, let's say next year Javonta Williams comes back. I mean, and by midseason, you still you're still gonna then have three running backs. Yeah, because I can still flex him and then I'm not relying on Michael Carter in my flex. Because I don't think any of this running back cornucopia of shit is going to pan out. So, no. um, 
let me let me also just give you a little bit of so let, let me give you an idea of just how little wear this guy has on his treads too and why i'm i don't the longer i talk about this the more i'm like um i like him more than i thought um so, <laughs> right so he only has 293 carries in his career yeah because he's been cut a couple of times already well like i said his rookie season he didn't do much and then he tore his achilles on a touchdown run in houston and uh, it took him it took him two years to recover so he has a career uh 4.3 yards per carry average um which is pretty pretty uh pretty dang good and um I'm just kind of reading about him. I'm trying to remember how, where he was. So career wise, see all career. Yeah. His overview. So he was with Houston, his first two years, um, 2017, 2018, he ran with Houston. Oh, that's right. He had in with, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Mediocre running, running back. No, he was good. He was a top guy for a while. Arian, like. Fo- Arian Foster. No, that's not who I was thinking of. Oh, Lamar Miller. There you go. Okay. Yep. Lamar Miller. So he was, he, um, he was when they were just coming off of Lamar Miller, he was there. Um, yeah, he ended up, let's see last year for last year for Tennessee. He had 133 attempts, uh, when Henry went down 566 yards, 4.3 average a carry. And then this year, he's got 53 attempts for 273 yards, 5.2 yards a carry. So actually, yeah, 4.3 yards a carry. Never had a year where he was below 4.3 yards a carry. Yeah, because I actually had him in that. This is my second go-round with him in that 12-man league as I picked him up um, going down the stretch. Uh, But again, I was thinking he was older than he was. I held on to him all the way into the beginning of this season. I actually cut him. Probably about four weeks ago. So yeah, picked him back up. It's no, uh, I, I like the guy. I mean, I just, just so you know, I I had Foreman the whole. I did not pick him up. I he was on my roster before the season started. Oh, I know because we talked about it because I actually kept him in that twelve man all the way through the off season as well. Yeah, and I had looked at needing to pick up wide receivers, and I actually asked you about cutting Foreman, and you were like, "No, don't." Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to I'm going to send you uh I'm going to send you the offer and let you mill on it cuz well, you that's... know what? Let's just leave Galladay out of there cuz I don't even think I want to okay. dick with another old wide receiver. I got I got a couple of those already. So Okay, so um, we're, we're going to 20 Okay, so here's how the deal stands right now. Foreman and a 2024 second for Claypool and a 2024 third. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds all right. All right. I'm sending that over. That is yeah. sending your way. I think Foreman has a better chance for you to get you sneak into the playoffs than Claypool does right now. I think he's a safer bet for steady points, um, basically. For, he's more reliable where I think Claypool is going to go up and down yes. uh, as wide receivers do. Claypool, Claypool is my fifth wide receiver. Oh, um, nice. So, like... I I did I I would if I was in any other spot so um 
I mean, we ran down your roster, but I didn't run down my roster at running back to kind of explain why that was a deal that I was able to pull off because really in other leagues, I I did not have the ability to trade away Donta Foreman. Um, But I have Miles Sanders, Derrick Henry, uh, Donta Foreman, Melvin Gordon, Christian McCaffrey, Rashad Penny, Tony Pollard, Khalil Herbert, Isaac Pacheco, and Trey Sermon on my roster. Wow. Um, All of those running backs have hit for me. And I would say Trey Sermon, by the way, is on my taxi squad. He's not on my active roster. Um, He is a disappointing pile of shit. (laughs) Yeah, I think I finally cut him in. My 12-man needed the spot. Yeah. I still have faith in Isaiah Pacheco. I just don't think I'll ever feel good about starting him. Right. Yeah. Well, sir, do you accept my proposal? You know what? Let me uh, let me take a look in there. Like I said, uh, Claypool is young. Uh, I I don't think that even though I'm in a bad position and divesting of young talent, uh, this isn't something that's going to look like a tanking move. I'm getting enough value here. Um, I'm building for the future. I I feel like uh, this is a solid deal for a two and six team. Um, it's going to clear some room for me to get George Pickens up on the main roster. You know what? Let me go in there and hit accept on this bastard. Oh, there we have a live, a live trade. There we go. Ah, uh, damn. Sweet. Yeah. You know, I was so thin at wide receiver coming in. I honestly didn't think we'd be able to get to a deal by the end i just thought i was going to need claypool so much at wide that uh it was going to be insurmountable but uh pickens on the squad i i yeah i think i can definitely absorb that and i could use some steady points so i, I think that's a win-win i i agree uh foreman has a pretty i mean it's pre- he's got a pretty clear path to having a good end of season here too Right. So I've got a guy, I said, you're definitely not going to be accused of tanking when you've got a guy that is poised for a good stretch run. Um, I said 26 is young enough. I can include him in my rebuild. Uh, If not, I can always uh, look at trading him down the road. Uh, And there's a little bit of pick compensation for my troubles. So I, I feel good about this. Uh, I think I, I still got a chance to dig out of the cellar here. Yeah, and I went into this being like, you just can't give up picks in any deals because you always do that. And, <laughs> and, but you get one back, so I I know it's it's so fun. I mean, like I like I said, I went into the season with no picks left. Uh, I had dealt them all away in deals already, so no uh, picks given. No picks given, but ended up I still. I still hold, covet my first round picks. That's something I've learned over the years. Um, right. If I if I trade now, I try to not get rid of a first round pick, and I went into the season without a first round pick next year, so I traded to get it back. Um, but uh, yeah, I think for you two, you're gonna clear a lot of crap off your roster now. Yeah, just cut Snoop Connor. <laughs> well, if nothing else, my roster is way more balanced right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you can go look at your roster and put Dante Foreman in now. It just happened. Oh. I saw it happen. I don't like my roster as much. (laughs) Not 